In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. I'm here with Benjamin Albright. Benjamin, last time I saw you was in Denver. How are you? I am. Uh, I'm doing well. Hopefully, uh, Denver treated you okay. Yeah. So, how was it meeting an English guy in Denver? Oh, <laughs> uh, it was. Uh, it was a lot of fun, man. A lot of fun out there. It was. Uh, um, it was certainly interesting because uh, I'm used to going out with my friends and and having to tell other people like you know they'll come up and they're like hey are you that guy from TV and I'll, you know I'm used to that and instead well, I'm there and and you were clearly the biggest celebrity there so it was uh, it was interesting being on the other side of the coin a whole lot of fun not having to be like uh, that, you know yeah I'm that guy you know blah 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 so and stop it a lot of people came up to you as well don't be like that that you were no 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 man it was your world I'm, I'm paying rent to live in it I'm, I might even be a little light this month <laughs> oh excellent and uh, mate you came out quite strong with the uh, Odell uh, comment any uh, any insight on that at all or is it just uh, what you believe well, Odell is not pushing for a trade. Like the the idea, first of all, the place these rumors started is uh, a notorious rumor monger that that gets like absolutely nothing right ever. Um, second, <laughs> Odell is isn't happy in the sense that he's not happy that they're losing. Uh, he's not happy that his productivity is down. Um, so his his dissatisfaction lies with the results of the team and the. Uh, the offense right now. It's not a dissatisfaction with the city of Cleveland or the organization. And so what he's trying to do with what he's saying is, is reassure people that, Hey, yeah, I want to be here. Uh, but at the same time, plant the seed that, you know, Hey, uh, if we don't fix uh, what's going wrong here, if we don't fix the problems we have with, uh, with this coaching staff and, and with this offense, that, um, that that would be the point where that would start to devolve. And, you know, and he's already been in a losing culture before, you know, Dell's already seen an, an organization that, uh, that has it. So he can see the warning signs ahead of time, but he's happy with his teammates. I mean, the fact that he and Jarvis get to be there together, they're good buddies dating back to college. Um, you know, he, he would ideally like to stay in Cleveland, uh, but they're going to have to fix some things. And, and, and really, that's, that starts with that offense. Yeah, well, and what do you think about the relationship between him and Baker? Obviously, they look like good friends off the field and everything, but it just doesn't seem to be clicking as well as we know Odell to click. Well, yeah, and I think a large function of that, again, is the offense. I think the Browns made the wrong hire. I think that, that Freddie Kitchens was the feel-good hire, but I don't think it was the right one. Um, and I know everybody kind of laughs at Mike McCarthy, but he was the other guy they were looking at, and he, I, I think that was the hire they should have made. I think that would have looked a lot better for Odell because Mike McCarthy likes to run those deep ISO routes. Uh, and anytime you have a chance to get Odell one-on-one down the field, uh, you know, he's going to have a shot at the ball. He's got to get Baker to push it down there. Uh, instead, they, you know, they're running an offense that I don't think really suits Baker. Um, got the chance to see it up close in person uh, in Denver, and it just looked like he, he was kind of out of sorts a little bit. Um, and I think they've got the wrong defensive coordinator, too. Uh, they've got the personnel to run a man-based defense, and they're trying to run a, a Tampa 2 with Steve Wilkes. 
I just don't see it. There's not a lot of leadership in that coaching staff. I, I feel like they made the wrong hire. And I think I, I, from what I understand, they're looking to remedy that this off season. I, I don't think Freddie Kitchens is going to stick around. We'll, we'll see. But I, from what I understand, I, I think they're looking to remedy that. If Freddie Kitchen goes nine and six, do you think he keeps his job? Or they're just going to make a change? Man, it'd have to be a real convincing turnaround here at the end. I mean, it would have to be all of a sudden everything is coming together. Everything looks super promising. It would have to be one of those all of a sudden everything is hitting on all cylinders. Because, you know, Freddie's lost control of the team at times. Uh, we obviously had the ugly incident in uh, in Pittsburgh or with Pittsburgh. Uh, no matter what side of that coin you believe, it's still ugly. The Browns have had the most suspensions and ejections uh, of any team in the NFL this season. Uh, and that's a, that's a lack of discipline that goes back to coaching. Uh, there's a lot of talent on this team. You know, you look at it on paper, there's a ton of talent on this team. It should be winning more games than it is. Uh, and anytime you've got a ton of talent and you're not winning, that's a reflection on coaching. You mentioned Mike McCarthy, but no one's picked him up yet. Uh, what do you think that is? Uh, he turned down some offers. He was the first choice for the Jets and the Cardinals, and he told them both no. Um, I think he really wanted Cleveland. I think he wants to work with John Dorsey. I think Mike McCarthy wants to work with a strong general manager. Um, and, and I think he wants to work with an organization because he came from the Packers that, uh, that doesn't have a lot of dysfunction. He's used to a great organization, wants an organization that's going to have that. and felt like uh, of his options, having John Dorsey in there would, would probably be the best bet for him. Do you think this Freddie Kitchen hire is going to come down on, on Dorsey and cost him the job? Or he's definitely got a second uh, chance with another manager? Well, I think Dorsey will get another coach. Um, you know, generally that's the rule. The rule is two. You know, if you're a head coach, you usually get two quarterbacks. If you're a general manager, you usually get two coaches. Uh, unless you're a coach that looks completely in over his head, and Freddie's looked in over his head most of the season. Uh, it's kind of interesting because the last one and done is his defensive coordinator, Steve Wilkes, who looked completely in over his head uh, in Arizona. So, um, you know, I think that should be easy to spot. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think that uh, I think George Dorsey would get another head coach. Certainly, uh, his handpicked guy. I think Kitchens was kind of forced on him a little bit, um, you know, with, with the circumstances last year. Uh, but I, I think he'll get another head coach. I what I heard, and I don't know any of this any true at all, is that the Haslam's wanted a experienced manager, and Dorsey went with Kitchens. But that could be just a something that someone said on Twitter, but I did hear it. Uh, it's possible. Um, you know, from what I understood, that, that like I said, McCarthy was kind of um, Dorsey's guy that he wanted to go with, but he wanted to keep Kitchens because of the relationship that he had with Baker. So the ideal situation would have been a McCarthy head hire with Kitchens as the offensive coordinator. Uh, and that fell through because Mike didn't want to do that. He wanted to bring his own guys in. So, um, you know, I, I, there's a lot of moving parts in football. A lot of that stuff can be kind of difficult. You know, he said, she said kind of stuff. Uh, but that, that sounds, it sounds like there's grains of truth in that. What about Monks or Wilkes or even uh, five for twos take a step up into that um, head coach position? I don't think so. I mean, we saw what Steve Wilkes uh, in Arizona, and he was clearly in over his head and had no idea what he was doing. Um, you know, Munkin maybe, but, but, you know, how are you going to take a guy and promote him when he's, uh, you brought him in to be the offensive coordinator and, the, and it got all these great pieces and then the offense isn't performing. I'm not sure you, you find a guy who's performing uh, at, a, at a middling level and, and promote him. That, that doesn't really seem like uh, the way to go. And then the other guy always gets mentioned, uh, um, was it Daniels uh, from the other parts? Can, could you see it happening? Or? Josh McDaniels? No, I don't think so. Um, I think Josh, honestly, is going to get a job. I don't think it would be Cleveland. Uh, from what I understand, uh, Atlanta has been doing background work on him. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. 
uh, he has a relationship with with Thomas Dimitrov, the the general manager there. So um, that that would seem to make a lot of sense. Where do you see the Browns finish up then for the season? Oh man, that's a good question. Uh, man, you know if they if they can get the offense firing on all cylinders, uh, you should easily win the game this weekend. I mean, the Bengals game that's that's one that you if you lose you you've got problems. Um, after that, you've got at Arizona. They're up and down. Um, it, it really just kind of depends on what what day you catch them at. I think you can win that one, uh, and then you finish the season with Cincinnati. So you should you should be able to come away three and one. I mean, realistically, looking at the schedule, you should come away three and one in the last four. I don't think you're going to beat Baltimore at home, but uh, if you were to go four and zero and everything was hitting, uh, then maybe you reevaluate Freddie Kitchens. But kind of for the last four weeks, you know, you've gone three and one. Obviously, that Pittsburgh game uh, you lost, but you've gone three and one in your last four. Um, you come away winning the next four or three and one of the next four. Well, that's six and two to finish the season. That's an upward trend, and that's enough to really kind of get some momentum going into the next year. Yeah, and I'll just finish up by saying, mate, that stadium in Denver, mate, that was loud. I, I think it's one of the loudest stadiums I've been to so far. Yeah, it's been uh, – and it's interesting because it, it wasn't necessarily that loud last year, year before. But this year there have been two, three games where it's been just really, really raucously loud. Uh, and it was kind of funny because uh, this this past weekend – uh, um, you know, they were, they were, uh, they were playing here at home and they, they didn't have, they had like 20, 19,000 no shows and they still hit 125 on the decibel beater. It was loud, um, you know, in that stadium. So the fans that are there are definitely, uh, definitely engaged. Okay, good. And that last question, what do you think the Browns are doing the draft? Do you think we'll go for a tackle? Do you think we'll go for a safety? Anything, anything that you can start seeing with the draft? Well, they'll definitely look along the offensive line. That's for sure. Um, you know, I'm sure that they'll go after some defensive backs at some point. But that offensive line is—it really needs to be shorn up. That's—that's that's been a large part of the problem with that offense this year. You can't run a vertically developing offense and not have the protection uh, to allow time for the quarterback to, to to allow the receivers to get down the field. So, um, I, you know, that that's going to have to be one of the main uh, main things they have their eye on in both free agency and the draft. Uh, you know, I could see uh, maybe adding one more running back I could see at another tight end um you know and and a guy in the linebacking core but I, I think the, the the offensive line is really where they're going to want to put a lot of the focus all right Ben it's been absolutely as always wonderful catching up when are we uh, going to see you in England mate you didn't happen this year is it going to be next year that uh, that is the plan as we discussed uh, when you were here in Denver we're going to have to get a show this Yankee but Excellent. All right, Ben, it's been an absolute pleasure. Where can people find your details? Uh, they can uh, unfollow me at Albright NFL on Twitter because uh, I heard my Twitter account's a dumpster fire and everybody should unfollow it. Um, you can listen on uh, the iHeartRadio app on KOA, listen to Broncos Country tonight. Any good stories from any crazy um, t- tweeters out there at the moment or all very calm? <laughs> Oh, it's funny, man. I got a, I got a whole fake websites devoted to me now. Uh, that, that incarcerated Bob Clown is the, uh, has got all kinds of like fake websites and Photoshop tweets he puts out. Get get knucklehead, man. He's still mad. I can't believe the guy's still around. He got exposed uh, as a gambling fraud like ten years ago, and he's still around. So, uh, kudos to that guy for for managing to uh, to carve out some type of career uh, despite being exposed as a fraud like a decade ago. Well, I had a bit of uh, beef in um, Pittsburgh. Someone chucked a lump of uh, ham at me and then called me called my wife and uh, my daughter the C-word. But, um, oh, wow. But, oh, well, who, do I, who do we need to roll up on, man? No, no, no. It's all fine. They contacted me and uh, apologized. And uh, oh. I thought it was all quite good fun, actually. So, uh, But, yeah, no, no problems. But, Ben, thank you very much for your time. 
Is it snowing in Denver today? It is not. It's actually blaring sunny today. Mate, you live in a wonderful place of the world. Ben, thank you for your time. All right, man. Take care. Take care, buddy. All righty.